Welcome, welcome, welcome. Appreciate you all being here on this fantastic New Year's Day. I'm so excited. I'm excited for all that God has this year. I think it's going to be absolutely incredible to see everything that God will do. Uh, and I have the pleasure and the honor to be able to bring the message this, this, this afternoon and um, be able to talk to you a little bit about where we're heading as a church, what it looks like for the vision of a God Squad church in 2022 uh, in a different way. Not exactly what we're going to be doing, but really what we're going to become as a church and how that looks. Shout out, Snow Katrina, how are you? Uh, wow, Star-Lord, yo! Um, and so I just wanted to be able to come today and kind of talk about what the vision for God Squad Church looks like. Not exactly what we do, but what we stand for. So the last time I preached, uh, and, and I, I talked about foundations. And I talked about building healthy foundations in our lives so that really God could use us in spectacular ways. But if we don't build on healthy foundations, really what's going to happen is our, is our structure is going to crumble. And so those foundations are really the most important, essential thing. Um, and our foundations define our future. And today I want to talk about, now that we've, we've talked about what it looks like to have those foundations, I want to talk about what it looks like to construct the pillars on that foundation and what the pillars for God Squad Church is going to be and where we're heading as a church, as a community, as a people. And what it looks like to live in the four walls of four pillars of God Squad Church. And so before I get there, I have a couple of announcements. Or maybe one announcement with a couple different things in there. But we are doing prayer and fasting January 15th. Say it with me. Put it in the chat. January 15th to February 5th will be our 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church, and we're so excited for what God is going to do. That is worth some hype. So January 15th to February 5th, prayer and fasting. You might be a little confused, like what is prayer and fasting? Why are we doing that? One of the things that we've been working on as a church is where our priorities lie, right? Where our foundations are. And we've done some things in this past year, like implementing daily prayer and doing things that we just, we weren't doing as a church. And so for us, prayer and fasting in 21 days is, is the least we can really just give back to putting ourselves on a path towards following and, and putting Jesus first. And so this prayer, this 21 days of prayer and fasting is us dedicating the first part of our year to God in a very, very serious way, a disciplined way. Like fasting and prayer is not always easy. Fasting usually harder for me than prayer. But it's about giving something up to refocus on God. And so a lot of times you hear these days about prayer and fasting and you hear about all these different kinds of fastings and think, I don't care what you fast. We could talk about what's a biblical fast. What's I don't care what you fast. What I care about is that you're taking things that are important to you in your life and giving them up to God for 21 days to fill that spot of that importance of that time slot in your life with Jesus and a focus on Jesus. Saying, God, I know these things aren't bad necessarily, right? Food isn't bad. Food in excess is bad, but food in regulation, in, in normality, in, in 
moderation is not bad. But God, I'm going to give this up for this season to let, to let you know that you're the number one thing in my life. That even this thing that gives me the, that sustains my life, I'm going to give it up to you for this 21 days because you're worth it. Because you matter more than that. Because you're more important than maybe the video games that I'm going to give up. You're more important than the social media I'm going to give up. You're more important than whatever it is, fill in the blank. And so you can do a, a quite a few different kinds of fast. What I would truly tell you to do, and some people have food aversion um, risks if they, if they fast, and you need to hear from the Lord and just really ask, you know, be praying over this next two weeks. What is it, Lord, that I could give up? And guess what, chat? What's going to happen is over this next two weeks, when you ask that question, you're going to start seeing it even outside of maybe when you're asking. You're going to be like, man, I know God's calling me to give this up, and I don't want to. Like, this is going to be hard, God. I, I, don't, I don't know what I will do for 21 days without this thing. And God is challenging you to take another step, to take a further step, to take a deeper step, to take a step of faith and watch what he'll do. We talked about it during Waymaker Week, about extreme generosity and crazy faith. And we truly do believe that God has an incredible plan for 2022 and forward and beyond. But this is a revolutionizing year for us. It's a turning point for so many things. And we're going to set our foundation, our flag in prayer and dedication to the Lord. We don't pray and fast so God moves. That's not how that works. We pray and fast to align ourselves with the understanding of who's in control. Who has, who is the king, the captain of our soul. So join us January 15th. It's going to be absolutely incredible. I would love, love, love for you to be a part of that. It's going to be an incredible time. And I want you to understand that we're in this together, that as a church, we're going to be doing this together. And I want you to be a part of it. I think it'll be really, really special. And I think more so there's, there's some special things in there even for your own soul and your own self. Uh, and there's some special stuff in there for the church. But beyond all of that, even though that is amazing, we're moving on to talking today. My, my, my sermon is titled Pillars. And basically what I'm, I'm, I'm getting at today and what we're really diving into is the value and the vision of God Squad Church. What better day to talk about vision than the, the first day of the year? And, you know, you might have been familiar with, you know, the values of the church and you might have seen them on the website and there's a bunch of C's and they're like, you know, community and, and, and all these different Christ, commission, and all these cool, cool words that, that mean a lot. They really do matter. But as a church, one of the things we realized is we weren't taking those and really applying them to the lifeblood of our church. And there was no real biblical path to be, able to, to be able to harness those things. And obviously, all of them separately are great. And so what we've been doing over the past <clears throat> six months is really taking time and spending time with the Lord as a lead team, as a staff, and diving into what is it, Lord, that you have for our church? What is it that we can, what hill can we die on, God? What is it that we, we want to see that you're doing that's, that's absolutely just beyond us? And we landed in this place that we're at now. And so I want to talk to you guys about a, a lot of things today, but one of those things is growth. So give me a second.
Oh no. Um, I want to talk to you guys about growth. And sometimes, you know, as, as church people, as church leaders, we get scared of this idea of like the, the, the grow and like the fast tracks to growth and everything's about growth these days. And like, how do you grow your business in 22 days? I'm like, I don't care about that. I'm not here for, for fast lessons. I'm not here for, you know, for cheesy type, like, you know, rug pulls under people. No, but what I do care about is growth. And the reason I care about this is because when you don't care about growth, it means you don't care about people. I'm going to let that sink in, church. When you don't care about growth, you don't care about people. And that's just the harsh reality. Because as a church, when we grow, when we invite more people into the fold of following after Jesus, when we invite people to God Squad Church, when we get people plugged in, like growth is important because people are important. And so when people, you know, I hear people say this like, oh, numbers don't really matter to me. What you're saying is like, then people don't matter to you. That's like saying like the, the red number underneath the stream right now doesn't matter to me. No, like it's not going to control what I say today. If there's 10,000 people here, I, it doesn't change the gospel truth. But that matters to me. The fact that there is 68 people in the stream right now matters to me. Because each and every one of those numbers is a person that has a real life, that has real problems, that has real potential, that has real purpose. And so you matter. And what you do matters. And what we do as a church matters. And so as we talk about growth and we talk about, you know, the idea of, of growing as a church and we're talking about vision and values and, and getting there. In Acts 16.5 in the NIV, it says, so the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. They were daily adding to their numbers. It mattered. Growth matters. It is God's will for my church to grow. You need to say that. This is something we all need to say. It is God's will for my church to grow. This is not my church. This is not just your church. This is our church, but this is my church. It's God's will for my church to grow. In Genesis 1, 28, in the, in the NKJV, it says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Then God blessed them. So after the blessing, he then said, be fruitful and multiply. Meaning that is a part of his will is that we would be fruitful and we would multiply. It is God's will for our church to grow. Growth is essential as long as there's a heaven and a hell. Growth is essential as long as heaven and hell are realities. It's that simple. If there are people going to hell or if there's people going to heaven, then growth matters because people matter. That red number matters. See, in Matthew 25, 24 through 30 in the NIV, it says, Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Mastery said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and I, and I went out and I hid and gold, the gold in the ground, and see, here's what belongs to you. And his master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. 
So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. So that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has, will, whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them and throw what worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's a couple keys here. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. And the master replied, wicked and lazy servant. If we do nothing with what God has given us, we are accused of what's right here in Matthew 25, of being wicked and lazy servants. It's as simple as that, church. If we are not willing to extend ourselves, to allow ourselves to grow, to allow ourselves to continue to pursue after God, to, to bring those that are far close, to see those that are far close to Jesus. We're exactly what it says in the text. We're wicked and lazy servants. We cannot be afraid for what God wants to do because when we're afraid of multiplying, when we're afraid of opening our doors and broadening our horizons, allowing more people in to our XP groups or to our church and, and, and we want to preserve the culture of, oh, well, these are my friends. Like, that's amazing, church. That's absolutely awesome. But the truth of the matter is, is God wants to continue to do far greater things than what you think you're capable of. And right in the text, it shows us that God wants us to multiply. He wants us to be fruitful. And the truth of the matter is, is as people and as a church, as our growth potential, it's, it's different. Like my growth potential is different than yours. Our growth potential as a church is different than other people's growth potential. I believe God wants to do huge things, and I don't know what that growth potential looks like. I don't know one day, church, if we will see 3.2 billion gamers in our church. I don't know. We could. And I believe God for big things. And I'll never limit him in any way, shape, or form. And so even though our growth potential might look different, it doesn't mean that in any way, shape, or form that we shouldn't be attempting to multiply. And that we should be really disregarding those excuses we've used for so long, right? Oh, well, we're a niche or, you know, oh, people don't really understand online church. Or, we could use excuses all day long, church. But the truth of the matter is, is as long as there's a heaven and a hell and those are realities, what we do matters. Our growth potential might be different than other churches. It might be exponentially bigger. It might be lower. I don't know what God has in store completely. In Galatians 6, 4 through 5 in the NIV, it says, Each one should test their own actions. Then that they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. You should test your own action. What are you doing? inside of God Squad Church 
to be able to multiply and be fruitful? What are you as an individual doing to see God do incredible things? Don't you compare yourself to shock the toast. Don't compare yourself to Misty W. Don't compare yourself to, to Sefer. Don't compare yourself to It's Tayray. If, if you do that, you've already lost. You have to find time with God and ask him, Lord, what is it that I can do? How can I be fruitful and multiply? How can I do with what you've given me, my time, my talent, my treasure? What is it that I can do, God? Because you've given me a purpose. And no, I might not be this list of other people, but I'm me and you've made me unique and special. And you've given me a purpose that's different than everybody else's purpose. And that's okay. So Lord, what is it that I can do? We have to understand, church, if we're going to grow, we have to continually understand that things will change. That God Squad Church will be on an ever-ending rotation of change. That our methods will never be sacred. That what I'm doing even maybe right here, right now in front of you will not be a sacred method. We will do whatever it takes. Go to any platform to reach whatever situation. If that's where people are. We will do whatever it takes outside of sin. Because the truth is, is we can always get better. We can always get better. See, God has a vision for his church. And as much as this is our church, it's really God's church. But he's invited us to participate in it with him. In Proverbs 29, 18, in the message version, it says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. And when they attend to what he reveals, they're most blessed. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Come on, church. God's got a plan. God's got a plan for his church. Our greatest fear should not be of failure, but of succeeding at something that really doesn't matter. How many of us in our lives have looked to the left and right and been like, man, I want to be like that, or I want to do this, or you're going in ways that God had never directed you to go. And guess what? You didn't fail. You're succeeding. Lord, man, I, I just, I want to be, I want to be a, I want to be a singer. And I, I want you to, to use me to, to reach millions of people. And that's not what I've purposed you to do, Daylight. That's not what I've purposed you to do. You're a pretty dope rapper, but no, just kidding. But it, but it's that chat. Our greatest fear should not be of failure, but of succeeding at something that really doesn't matter. Church, if God Squad Church reached millions of people in the music industry, guess what? We would be failing. 
We might be succeeding in what people would say is success, but we would be failing because it is not the vision that God has set for us. Now, those people could be byproducts of what we're doing, right? We, we, we have a vision that we're going to reach gamers where they are with Jesus and for Jesus. We're reaching gamers, chat. But if I all of a sudden started spending my time reaching musicians, then I would be off of what God has envisioned us to do. And so, yes, Isaac could, 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 could succeed at that. But that's not what really matters. It's not what God has purposed us for. And yes, that would be amazing to see that many people come to Christ. Like that would be a success in and of itself. But it's not what we're purposed to do. See, what we're purposed to do is see lost people saved. To see saved people pastored. To see pastored people trained. And trained people mobilized. Lost people saved. Saved people pastored. Pastor people trained. And trained people mobilized. That's the message of the gospel. That's the message of the Bible for everyone that calls him king. In Mark 16, 15 through 20, he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and con confirmed his word by the signs that it accompanied it. Lost people saved, whoever believes. Saved people pastored. Pastored people trained. They went out and they were mobilized. See, this, this scripture verse, I'm going to break it down. Is, so in Mark 16, 15 through 20, it says, Go into all the world and preach. Lost people saved. Then save people pastored. Getting those people you've preached to, to understand that Jesus loves them. Then seeing those pastor people trained. Watch the signs that you'll do in my name. And then the disciples went out. Those trained people were then mobilized. The scripture, it's all throughout the scriptures. In Exodus 6, 6 through 7, it says, Therefore say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of Egyptians. Lost people saved. I will free you. Save people pastored. And I will redeem you, pastor people trained. With an outstretched arm, with a mighty axe of judgment, I will take you as my own people. Trained people mobilized. It's all over the place. A really smart guy by the name of Chris Hodges put it this way. And he kind of just taken this out of the scripture to be able to apply it to simple language. He says, it's the cup of sanctification, the cup of deliverance. And he calls it the four cup principle, the cup of redemption, and then the cup of praise. So look in Isaiah 6, 61, 1 through 4. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor the cup of sanctification. 
He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, the cup of deliverance, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of a vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to provide those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the cup of redemption, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of spear, a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the cup of praise. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. Oh, chat, it's everywhere. Every different scripture verse that I'm going through, you can see the cup of sanctification. You can see the cup of deliverance. You can see the cup of redemption. You can see the cup of praise. And, it, and, it, and it's still in that, that exact thought. Lost people saved. Saved people pastored. Pastor people trained. Trained people mobilized. It's all right there. And so to break this down, it would be, we have to proclaim the good news. We have to bind up the brokenhearted. We have to bestow on them a beauty instead of ashes. Redemption. Redeeming. And then they rebuild others. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will renew the ruined cities. Chat, if you don't see it, I don't know what else to say to you. If you're reading the same scripture verses that I'm reading. It's over and over and over again in the Bible. We see God do these, these four things. Tell them about me. Allow him to walk into new life. Replace that bitterness, that depression, that anxiety. Replace it with my joy. My, 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 redeem what was once lost. And then let him go. Let, let him go. Let him run wild. Let him be unchained, unloosed, un unburdened. It's over and over and over again. In Colossians 1, 28 through 29, I'm going to hit you with so many scripture verses today, your head's going to spin. <laughs> he is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Proclaim Christ to them. Admonish them. Teach them. Present them fully mature. Chat, it's over and over and over again. Ephesians 1, 16 through 18. To keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that your eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Now, the four cups don't make a lot of sense and, are, and that'd be a really hard thing to explain a lot of times to church people even, but even to those that are far from Christ, they might not be able to, to grab a hold of this. And so this language that we're talking about next has been tried and true with thousands of people. And so we decided as a church over the last six months, seven months that we're just going to pursue what God's doing. We want to see what God's biblically doing. And we just want to do it. 
We don't need to have, you know, the, 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 fancy, uh, the, the fancy names. We just need to figure out what the Bible's telling us to do and do it. It's foundations, chat. And so today, as we, we, we construct these pillars, the language I'm about to share with you came up from about, I think, 100 to 1,000 people were just given the context of everything I just said and asked, you know, how would you say that? How would you understand that? And they said, well, it's pretty simple. What you're saying, pastor, is you're saying, no God. And really you're saying, find freedom through experiencing community. So no God, experience community, discover your purpose, and make a difference. It's that simple. Know God. Experience community. Discover your purpose. And make a difference. Proclaim. I'm messed up, so I need... I need I need to find freedom and community. And then I, I need to figure out what, what God's doing in me, what he wants from me. And then once I know that, I, I, I need to go make a difference. Chad, it's all there in the Bible. It's straight there. I, I don't know what else to say. Know God. Experience community. Discover your purpose and make a difference. That is what it takes. Those are the pillars that we're constructing at God Squad Church. No God. I'm going to break these down even further so, so we can have a real understanding. And church, this may be a long sermon, but I need you to get it because it's there. It's everywhere. And when you open your Bible from now on, you're not going to be able to not see it. And it's going to jump off the page to you and you're just going to be looking at it like, like, you're going to be looking at it like, like, what, what is going on here, God? Why is the answers all in here? Why do I feel like I just never saw it before? And all of a sudden now it's like I'm in VR. And all of a sudden I'm seeing everything more clearly. And it's surrounding me. And it's all around. And, and I can't unsee it. Because it's so simple to know God. To experience community. We need people to discover your purpose. You're important. God has purposed you to make a difference. To go out and do incredible things. Know God. Luke 15, 7. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. What's the revelation there, chat? Reaching the lost is our primary purpose. It's that simple. Reaching the lost is our primary purpose. As individuals and as a church. And we are reaching gamers. That's the specific thing that God has dropped in us. And so, how are we going to do it? And see, a lot of churches don't get this side of things. 
They have this grandeur vision. They see what God's doing. They just don't know what they're going to do. They have no plan around it. And they start to be unintentional. And, and then intentional things are happening that they didn't even mean to it happen. And so we're going to be intentional with what God's saying. How do we see people, how do we see that we're reaching the lost? Well, we're going to make it simple. We're going to create church services that both unchurched people, unchurched gamers, and church gamers love to attend. We're going to reach them through our Saturday services. No God. Come in. Christian, come learn a little bit more about Jesus. Unchurched person, come in and learn about a Savior. Change your life. No God. Reaching the lost is our primary purpose. We're doing a couple other things through that pillar as well, right? We stream on a whatever platform has the attention. Because we are sold out to no man or no thing. We're sold out to a crazy God. And so we're going to be multi-streaming this year. And we're going everywhere that we can possibly be. But the primary purpose is creating amazing services. And so our services will look better than they do right now. And we will put a lot of effort into them. Because they matter. Because the one matters. Acts 15, 19. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. I'm going to hit you with some revelations today, chat. I'm going to say this again. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. I've sat in too many churches and heard them say things like, oh, we're not seeker friendly. We're not seeker sensitive. We're not... What you're saying in that statement is you're trying to be bold and, and act like you have some brashness is what you're saying is that you don't care about people that don't know Jesus. We care at the identity of who we are, at the core of our being, for the one chat. And I will leave you if you are the 99 to chase after the one. Because if when heaven or hell are realities, it matters. As long as heaven and hell are realities, the one matters. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for Gentiles, gamers, people that don't know Jesus, who are turning to God. We should make it easy. So no, the chat might not look like your preference. The stream might not look like your preference. The discords might not look like your preference. Because we have a mission that's bigger than our preference. Number two, find freedom. James 5 through 6, 516 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. That number two, that find freedom for us is experience community. We can see it throughout the Bible where you can see people need to be. And I say this, this quote often, you might hear me 
but if you haven't, I really need you to understand it. People need to settle their yesterdays so they can move on to their tomorrows. Even when you become a Christian, doesn't delete your past from your head. Still might have struggles, so you need to take action against them. And so know God and experience community where we think you'll find freedom. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. Chat, where, where, does, where does that sound like that could happen? Well, we realize the revelation from what God is saying, like, what, what could we do? Well, we believe real life change happens in the context of relationships. Well, TJ, how, how do I begin to have a relationship then with people? That's why we created XP groups where people can build community, find freedom, and take next steps. Chat, it becomes so simple when we break it down. Real life change happens in the context of relationships. So when, when we value experience and community, that means we're going to create small groups, right? These smaller groups where people can build community, where they can find freedom and they can take their next steps. Know God, we prioritize Saturday services. Experience community, we prioritize XP groups. You cannot do life alone, church. You need to start getting deeper into community. You need accountability in your life. You need to have friends that you can rely on, people to pray with you, people that you can confess with, people that you can just hang out and goof, all, uh, goof around with. XP groups. Can someone put that command in the chat? In Acts 20, 20, it says, you know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be most helpful to you, but have taught, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. It's just reiterating it, chat. It's, we talked about house churches this year, and I, I, I truly do believe that those are a, a, a bigger microcosm or a big macrocosm of what XP groups are. We're going to be doing house churches. And if you're interested, you know, put it on the connect form and it, we would love to sit down. We're going to have a process and we're going to release a lot of information about that and what it looks like. But it's in the scriptures in Acts 20, 20, you know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but I've taught you publicly and from house to house. It's XP groups. It's just simple. Number three, hitting on discover your purpose. TJ, what's the method for discover your purpose then, Daylight? Like, what is it? In Romans 12, 6, in the NIV, it says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. See, Ephesians 4, 11 through 12 says it this way. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. I've been shattering your paradigm since I stepped foot into God Squad Church chat. I've told you, it is not my job to minister. 
It's your job. See, pastors are called to lead ministers and ministers are called to reach people. And I truly believe that to the depth of who I am. And it's because we've been called to equip his people for works of service. Because you have a purpose in you. We all have different gifts. And according to the grace given to us, we all have different things that the Lord has stored up in us. So the revelation there, Chad, is for discover your purpose is the ministers lead and the people minister. My job as a pastor, a pastor is to cultivate an area for you in life to create a space for you to thrive. I'm a gardener. I'm a shepherd. It's to create a space so that you can live out the best of your, 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 your life. So if we want to use the shepherd context as a shepherd, it's to make sure that you're in green pastures, eating healthy food, and then I'm keeping wolves away. It's so that I lead you by good water so that you can drink. And truly, Jesus is the real shepherd. But I'm a gardener. I just, I, I help get out the weeds so that you continue to grow. I, I, I give you good food so that you can continue to be nourished. But it's your job to produce the fruit. It's your job to go into the world and preach the gospel. As the lead team, it, it, it's our job to cultivate an environment where you can succeed as a person ministering. So what we're going to do is we're going to create an, ob an easy, obvious, and effective thing we call growth track. Where people can discover their purpose. We're going to have a place where when you walk into the door, you have a, a thing you can step into so that you can connect and you can grow and learn who you are in Jesus and what he's gifted you to do so that you can pursue your purpose. It's just simple, chat. I and the lead team and the staff, we're going to, we're going to equip you. And then we're going to get to that fourth point. We're going to equip you so you can go make a difference. Whatever that looks like, we're investing into people. So lastly, and for the, 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 the last part of this message, this vision message, the, the, the pillars. That thing we're going to set upon the foundation we have in Christ. John 15, 8. For, as we talk about make a difference. It says, this is my father's glory. That you bear much fruit. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. I'm going to read this again, chat, because this is a spot that I think in Christianity we have lost because we've become consumers instead of contributors. 
You want to know the solution to a lot of those ailments you face, those mental illnesses you face, those things. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not per saying get off. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is that a lot of our minds have been in the wrong place for a long time. And God's given us a key to happiness here. A key to something deeper maybe than happiness, joy. It says, this is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. When we're using the purpose that God has given us to make a difference, to bear fruit, we have joy placed in us and our joy will be complete. If you want to make this selfish chat, if you want joy, you need to be serving others. You need to be with your life making a difference, doing something that matters. If you live 80, 90 years on this planet, and you go through your day-to-day -day never doing anything that truly matters. I don't know if you can really call that life. You didn't live to the fullness of what God had for you. You didn't use your time and your talent and your treasures to make a difference, to do things that have an eternal impact, to shake the gates of hell, to fill the gates of heaven. Whatever your giftings are, they matter to the, to the body. They matter to the church. They matter to Jesus. They matter to people's lives being changed. So if that's the truth and you have the ability to make a difference, what's the revelation? We believe that God has already hardwired every person to live a life of transcendence, meaning beyond yourself. That God has already hardwired every person to live beyond themselves. To want to do things that are beyond them, that are, that are bigger than themselves. So, as a church, we have a system that's been a little shaky, but that we're revitalizing and renewing. And that's creating a gift-oriented a gift opportunity. For people to serve on the God Squad Church Serve Team. We're going to revitalize what it looks like to serve at God Squad Church. What it looks like for you to be able to use your talent, your time, and your treasure to do what God has called you to do. We have some great volunteers and we've got to highlight them a little bit in 2021, but I truly want to say that you are making a difference that matters by using your time, talent, and your treasure. God has given you a purpose. He's given you that talent. Sometimes we need to sacrifice our time and sacrifice our treasure. 
And God wants to do incredible things through you. And so God Squad Church, we don't want you just serving anywhere. We want you serving where God has purposed you to serve. In Psalm 92.13, in the NKJV, it says it like this. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Those who are planted. Those who have put their feet on solid ground. That have found their place. They're not being wishy-washy. But have rooted themselves into the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. I truly believe that if we're doing our job and stewarding environments that help you grow, if the conditions are right, life will happen. If we do a good job at tending the fields and we're pulling out the weeds and we're cultivating the field well, life will happen, growth will happen. If we can do these things, church, if we can learn to know God, experience community, discover our purpose, and make a difference, if we make the conditions right, if we set our pillars up strong, life will happen. See, we have a foundation, but now these are the pillars, and the pillars that are going to be, the, you know, the Roman pillars of our church. It'll be the guidelines, what guides us into the future to reach gamers that are far from Jesus and see them come near. If we can understand this as a church, if we can get this language deep-seated in us, it'll change everything. So if our vision is to reach gamers wherever they are, by whatever means necessary, then these are our values. And remember them, because they're important. If you take anything away from today, take that. Know God. We'll be using our Saturday services to reach the lost and to church the people. Number two is experience community. We will leverage house churches and experience groups to change the fabric of people's reality, allowing them to find freedom. Number three is discovery purpose. We'll implement systems this year that allow you to figure out what God has purposed you for and use your ability to make a difference. Making a difference so that you can live beyond what you think you're capable of. We have a yearning for transcendence. A yearning for beyond. So that you can serve people well. Those are the four pillars of our church. All of it built on the cornerstone of Jesus. I didn't build this church. God did. We need you this year to be fully, fully sold out. Are you willing to be rooted? Are you willing to be planted? 
And are you ready for God to flourish? This year can be incredible, but only if we do it together as a church. I, I'm not interested in working to work, chat. I'm interested to working to see Jesus glorified, to see eternities changed. And I'm willing to give it my all if you're willing to give it your all. That might mean you might need to be uncomfortable. That might mean that you're not happy with every decision. But that means that we're in it together for the glory of Jesus. If you're in here today and you're like, man, what has this guy been talking about? You know, I'm new to this whole thing. It's my first time ever clicking on this stream and I just kind of was listening because this guy was kind of passionate. What we believe is we're, we're a group of people. We call that church. But what makes us a church is that we all are followers of Jesus. And we've created a community that is around the idea that we love God. But when we're never able to love him before he first loved us. And so if you're new in here and you, you just didn't understand a lot of what I was talking about, it's that we believe that Jesus is alive. That even after his death on the cross, he was raised to life again and then went to be with the Father in heaven. But we believe in the in in, in the real tangible experiences that we have with God, that, that God is real, that this life isn't just about me, but that I have a creator. And maybe you're sitting in here and you're like, man, like I need to get things together. And I've always kind of thought there was a God, but unsure of what that looked like. And religion's kind of a turnoff to me. No matter what, you can categorize things however you want to. But the way that we see this is we have a relationship with Jesus. And he came to the earth so that he could fill in a gap that was lost. That at the beginning of time, we decided that we were going to make a choice that distanced ourselves from Jesus, that distanced ourselves from God. And Jesus came down so he can reconcile that relationship, so he can make it better, so they could fix it. And so now we have the ability to live in that fixed relationship and have a relationship back with God. And you might have been not understanding all that until this moment. And I want you to understand that Jesus loves you, that God loves you, and that he has crazy plans for your life. And you know what I tell people all the time is, if you don't believe me, give it a try. This isn't some miracle juice that everything's going to be the best tomorrow, but what it is, is it's a it's a, a path for your life that is like no other path and there is no other joy you will find apart from serving God at the realness and the depth of the joy that we have. Things will still happen. Life will still happen. But he loves you unconditionally. So if you're in chat today and you've never, ever, ever accepted Jesus into your heart. You've never asked God to, to be the leader of your life, that you've never really submitted. You've never asked, like, you've never said, Jesus, you know, forgive me of the lifestyle I used to live. 
I want something different. This isn't working out, God. I've, I've tried. I've tried so many things and so many, so many, I've been so many places and I've seen so many people and asked so many questions and still nothing has worked. And today, this might be for you. And when I say might, it is. This is for you. If you want to accept Jesus into your heart today, I'd love to just kind of lead a prayer with you. And it's not because I have any special words to say. It's just simply because you probably don't know what I'm saying. And don't, you, don't, you don't know what to pray. You feel kind of at a loss. But you can say these things by yourself too. And so today, if you want to accept Jesus as your Savior, if you want to accept Him as being the, the, the Lord of your life, the, the King, the Captain, that you want to surrender who you are, then would you pray with me? Would you pray with me today? Let's pray together. And just repeat the, the words that I say, not that my words have any greater meaning than your own, but Jesus, we love you. And Lord, I ask that you'd forgive me of my sins. And I confess I haven't been always the greatest person. I haven't always lived my life to where your standards are. But Lord, today, I choose to, in faith, follow after you. And I submit my heart to surrendering to you. Would you be my Lord? Would you come into my heart? I choose to believe today. Amen. If that was you and you today decided like, this might be for me. Uh, I need this. You might be like, I desperately needed this. Would you put a yes in the chat? Be bold and do something maybe that feels a little out of your comfort zone. And the reason that I ask you to put a yes in the chat is because we just want to come alongside you. We just want to, you know, help you understand maybe what, it, what that means altogether. If you have any questions, we want to be there to answer your questions. We don't want to leave you out in, in some, you know, distant place where you feel alone or like you don't have the ability to understand what we're saying. And so we want to make sure that you have the opportunity to say yes to God. And maybe you prayed that prayer today. And I want you to understand that God sees you and you are loved. Can we get some hype in chat for all of those that said yes to Jesus today? All of those that said, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, willing, I'm, I'm willing to try this journey out. See what it has. And I can promise you that it will be the best decision you've ever made. Chat, none of this is possible. These streams, the, the things we do, the daily reconnects, the XP groups, the discords, the, the, the staff we have, none of it's possible without you.
It's not possible without me. It's not possible without the lead team. It's not possible without the staff. It's not possible without us. Sacrificing your time, your talent, and your treasure. And so t- so today, you, you saw you know, where we're heading and, and the pillars that we're setting upon a firm foundation. And maybe you've been sacrificially giving and maybe you choose to tithe 10%, whatever you choose to do. What I care about, church, is that when we give, we're giving 100% of what God desires us to give. We're being radically generous and we're taking steps of crazy faith. And so, t- so today, if, if you're wanting to, to start giving, maybe you've never taken that step because you didn't realize the impact it was having on people or you were just unsure because you were a little disconnected, but you want to start taking that steps to give. There's going to be a video in a few, few seconds after I'm, I'm done and it's going to kind of give you some opportunities and places to give. And what I would suggest is start setting up reoccurring giving because you're not just giving money to a church chat. And I don't know how many times I can like convey this and how real I can make it for you that I don't care about your money. I care that we're in this together, that we're sacrificially doing and changing eternities together. And one of those vehicles is your finances. And it matters to God. Because it's a part of our worship. And it's a part of what changes people's eternities. It's that simple. So for all of you that do give and have already given and continue to give and you're a world changer and you're making a difference. That's the fourth pillar, chat. Fourth pillar. You're making a difference. You truly, truly are. So it's a part of our worship as Christians to sacrifice our treasure, to give back to God what is already his and to watch him do crazy things with it. So if you take a few moments and, and watch that video after I'm, I'm done and pray about what God would have from you, I think that'd be a beautiful thing. But chat, if no one's told you they love you today, I love you with my whole heart. Bye guys. Here at God's Watch Church, there are multiple safe and secure ways for you to give. You can give by clicking on the panel below to give a one-time or monthly donation via card or PayPal. You can also go to our website, godsquadchurch.com give and set up a one-time or monthly donation of any amount. Lastly, you can text any amount to the number 84321 to set up a quick and easy way to give. Because of you, we are able to share the gospel with gamers around the world. No matter what amount you're giving, thank you for your generosity.